0: Hello and welcome to this Saturday series. I'm Molly. And I'm Sarah. We are two friends that are passionate about all things spirituality and wellness. We created this Saturday series to share inspiring teachers stories and information with the world. Every Saturday, we sit
1: down to chat about spirituality, mysticism, meditation, wellness, and mindfulness. We hope you enjoy this Saturday
0: series. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Saturday Series with Sarah. Today we're talking about physical health, exercise, and overcoming physical setbacks. Hi, Sarah. Good morning, Molly. Good
1: morning, friends. We are coming to you fresh from the coffee station, so we're feeling very (laughs) perky.
0: We are. I'm ready for this physical chat. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run a marathon over here with my coffee. Let's do it. I want to jump right into some statistics because I love statistics. And also, I found this kind of shocking. So, I'm curious, Sarah, how many, what is the percentage of adults that you think exercises for 30 minutes a day? Uh, in the globally? America only. Mm. Let's go with 25%. Mm. So that's what I thought, but less than 5%. Wow. What? I know. I know. And only 23% meet the recommendations for the weekly activity. And 80% of worldwide teens don't get enough exercise. Wow. That's unbelievable. I know. I thought that that was kind of interesting to start out with because as we move into this conversation, I think exercise and physical fitness is something that's talked about a lot, but at the same time, um, there's still so much that we can learn. So Molly, I would so love it if you would share with me and everybody listening a little bit about your journey with physical fitness and what you've done to get to where you are today. Mm, That's so interesting. Well, I was thinking about this conversation before I got here today and I was thinking that as children were kind of labeled either active or not active, athletic or not athletic. So mm. it's really interesting from that perspective, because I think as a child, I had a bit of an aptitude for sports. So I was kind of cast into this group of athletic kids. And I loved sports. I loved um, running and walking and horseback riding and all of these things. And I was very good at team sports. Uh, But after graduating college, I was kind of no longer athletic. I didn't have the friends that I had from team sports. I wasn't doing any sort of physical activity. So that was a huge struggle to be in my 20s and kind of left without this almost identity Man. that I had had my whole life. And that was a real struggle for me. And I think that it was several years of just kind of being sedentary and not feeling like myself. And I was very stressed. I was working a lot. I got married and my husband and I were kind of in the same, you know, boat there, but he actually pursued a degree and ultimately wanted mm. to become a police officer. And in that time, he needed to train for his law enforcement test. And I said, OK, let's both train and we can go to the gym together and we can prepare for this. And so that really got me back into that experience of training and having to run again and cycle. And I loved it. I loved every moment of training with him for this test and it really aligned me again with that competitive love of sports and endurance and pushing my body. Unfortunately, after that experience, I started to develop a lot of pain in my body and I would work out or do something and experience pain for several days after if I was you know lifting weights or if I was running my calves would be just destroyed my arms would ache and throb and it felt just like the worst kind of bone pain that you could possibly imagine and at first it was manageable and I kind of kept going and pushing through and I was like this is how this goes I'm getting older and then Symptoms started to creep up, night sweats, fevers, all of these sorts of things, swollen lymph nodes, and ultimately I ended up having to go to a doctor and then several specialists and have all sorts of tests done, and I, at the end of it, was... Unable to even walk around the block. I had a hard time getting out of bed. It was excruciating to have my body kind of fail me mm-hmm. in that way. And I'll just never forget what that felt like to be so unable to move and to celebrate my body in the way that I had my entire life. And again, from being an athletic child to now not being able to do anything was so devastating to me. And I really had to turn to my mental strength and I developed the podcast and you know, the rest is history, but it was very, very hard. And coming out of that experience years later, because it took a lot of time to kind of claw out of that Mm -hmm. and lots of doctors and medicine and so many things that had transpired. And, Now, I have definitely welcomed exercise and physical fitness in a whole new way, and I feel incredibly grateful to move and to thrive and to be strong, and every time that I get on my treadmill, there is nothing but love and gratitude for myself and my journey and for the gift of movement, so I'm just... I'm passionate about this and I'm really excited to to dive into this because I think it's so important. Oh my gosh, that
1: is so beautiful. I'm already going to cry almost and it's uh, been like not even five minutes. I uh, love that. I love that you navigated those challenges and that really helped you not to take your ability to exercise for granted because... So many of us do that. I've done that so
0: many times in my journey, and I think that's so important. Yeah, I think it is, and I'm I'm passionate about it because I've been there, and chronic illness, chronic pain, it's such a, a lone, lonely journey to go through, and I think it's important for me to share because there is hope. There is always hope, and I think when it comes to our physical health, it's just – I know coming out of the pandemic, so many people are suffering and struggling and it's like, where do I begin and how do I make time? And so I think this is a really great topic to discuss and the mind and body are so intertwined and it's so important to balance one another out. So I'm I'm excited about it. And I know that you have quite a journey with your physical fitness. So I wanna hear all about that. Yeah, um, my
1: journey with physical fitness has been A long one. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. overweight as a teenager and my weight fluctuated many times throughout my 20s. I played field hockey in middle school, but I was the only girl in my whole grade at that time. And so I was the only girl on that team. And that was...
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that
1: was really hard um, for me. Boys never wanted me on their team. They didn't want the girl on their team. So... I don't know, that was my only real experience with athletics in in terms of school, and it wasn't a particularly great one. I did love playing, but that emotional component of it kind of fell short for me, and I think that that, you know, stopped me from pursuing more later in life in terms of athletics. I'm really tall and have a very large appetite, so I think a big struggle for me with my weight was just always wanting to eat so much of whatever I was eating, which was a coping mechanism for me. So that led to weight gain a lot of times, and I first discovered physical fitness in my first serious relationship when I was 19. He was very serious about training, and I am naturally a little bit competitive, so I wanted to be able to keep up with him. And throughout that time, I really learned a lot about athletes and the dedication it takes to train at those levels, as well as a lot about nutrition. I had a particular interest in bodybuilding and the Bikini Olympia division specifically, even ended up working with a coach briefly. And then I had a very serious back injury from Mm. training which halted all of that. And I did that song and dance multiple times in my 20s. I would get very very serious about my training, then I would have a medical setback. So, you know, going through that was was really challenging because I felt like whenever I would, you know, really immerse myself in that, I was being punished in a way or that my body was punishing me and mentally that that really you know takes a toll after a while and i would just remember sitting in the gym just crying you know feeling like i really so want to do this like i'm mentally there but my body is not letting me so you know taking time to reflect on that and asking myself like what do you need you need rest sarah you need to rest you need to love the fact that you can do this but maybe sometimes you just need mm-hmm. to take a beat and just rest and get well so i'm i'm in a much more balanced place in my life now with it yeah i mean i'm still on this journey i'm still on this journey right now so it's ever evolving
0: and ever changing mm. I love that so much. And your yeah, experience with exercise is so interesting. And I know that you do a lot of strength training, which is new to mm-hmm. me. And it's very cool to see our our different journeys and how they've played out. But physical setbacks being a theme in both is really fascinating. Well, I... Um... I am partial to weight
1: training, but you're a runner extraordinaire, as is your husband, mm. which is something that I have very, very little experience with. So yeah,
0: it's it's nice that we can learn new things from each other. Yeah, definitely. And I think just going back to what I said earlier about it being kind of a disservice as children to be labeled athletic or not athletic, I think that That's an important point to make that sports doesn't mean that's not the only way to exercise. I think that that's just such a disservice for kids and for young adults because there are so many ways to be active and I think that that's been a beautiful part of my journey is I'm always doing different things. I may be dancing or I may be Mm. doing a kickboxing class or, you know, yoga. And I think that that's when we speak of physical exercise, there's just so many things behind that. And that can mean something different to everyone. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I mean, I look back on my childhood
1: and my school years. And I always, it's almost like a trauma associated with it. Like, oh, I wasn't one of the sporty girls or, oh, I wasn't athletic. And I, you know, I wasn't on any of the teams. And I know those teams and that, especially in America, that whole culture is is just like a phenomenon. It's it's very it's even more so here than it is in the UK where I grew up and, you know, the sports teams and the events and, you know, schools playing other Mm -hmm. schools and I didn't partake in that. So I've I've had to kind of look back on that time in my life differently and with more compassion because at the school discos I was the first one on the dance floor. So I think you're right. I think it doesn't mean just because you weren't on a sports team that you were not athletic in your own way because we are all so different. And there's so many ways to
0: express that physically. Mm -hmm. And I think as someone that was picked for teams, like I was a master dodgeball player and I loved it. (laughs) I was picked because I was so competitive and it was like, pick me, pick me. But at the same time, I think that's what I started to get into earlier is that that was so wrapped in my identity. And I think mm-hmm. when I lost that physical ability or I wasn't able to do that, it was kind of like, oh, well, am I worthless now? Like, what does that mean for me? I'm not strong anymore. I'm not capable. Mm-hmm. And so I think both sides of that are very painful and really hard to kind of cope with later in adulthood. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I would so love to hear a little bit about your, you know, physical routine or what you do to implement
0: physicality in your in your everyday life. Yeah, so I think that for me exercise and movement is truly a form of meditation and Mm. I use it personally as a way to clear my energy, to clear away negative energy. It's my fastest and most efficient way of doing that. So I think it's really important. And if I don't do it, if I don't participate in some sort of movement, things tend to get kind of stuck and then I get run down. So that's my own personal experience with it. But I do a lot of different things. I dance in my backyard I jump over things like if you were to drive by my house you would be like what is happening in this person's backyard but I just love (laughs) to go in I know I'm like hula hooping I'm setting up a sprinkler like I just am always trying to to move and to play that's a big part of my exercise is just to get out and do different things but if we're talking traditional exercise, I do love to run. And that's something that's come a bit later in my life because I wasn't a runner and I said, I'll never be able to run distance. I'll never be able to do any of this running. I'm so slow. I can't do it. I can't do it. And For some reason, I started running around the same time my husband was also getting into uh, triathlons and we were doing different training together. And so I started to you know, and embrace it and change the stories in my head and release some of these limiting beliefs. And I started very, very slowly run, walk, run, walk. And then over the last couple of years, I've built that up. And yeah, I had the honor and privilege of competing in the Utica Boiler Maker 15K this past weekend. And Yay. it was just such an accomplishment and highlight of my honestly entire life So I'm always trying to do different things. What about you, Sarah? Okay, first off, we just have to take one
1: moment (laughs) to fully congratulate and appreciate Molly for taking part in The Boilermaker. I am so proud of you. That was incredible. You are incredible. You inspire me so much. And when I watched you going through those different checkpoints on the way and me, you know, trying to harass you with cheers. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm welling up thinking about it because it just, it just shows such perseverance and overcoming obstacles and everything that you have been through. And there you are running a 15K. Like, let's just...
0: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. I really... I do think that it was one of the proudest moments of my entire life. The first experience I had the Boilermaker last year was really a testament to coming back from my physical setback, from my infection and my illness. And it was such a race of body and physical strength and I felt very strong and able to to come back into that but this race was more mental and it was very interesting and cool to run it from the mind and to just be there Mm. you're strong you've got this you can do this and hearing your cheers Sarah were just like that (laughs) I was sobbing the whole time I was just like this is for us Sarah wouldn't want me to stop I gotta keep going (laughs) it really was such a beautiful experience well Next year, I will be there doling out popsicles for you. I'll- uh, I don't know because I pulled my audience on Instagram and 90% said that you should join me next year. So I think I was the 10% that said no. <laughs> there was one vote and it was you. <laughs> So I think that that's a must.
1: <laughs> I so want to do it. I so, I've so i actually had dreams about me running down streets and getting to this moment of euphoric bliss where there's no pain and I'm just running and there's such freedom in that. But mm-hmm. when I try to translate that dream to reality... I can't get to the the blissful part. It's just pain, pain, pain. Like it's so, it's such a challenge for me, which is just interesting because
0: I'm athletic and in other ways, but not with running. I want to know though, does it ever get easier because... As a runner now, it's still hard for me and it's still painful. and it's so It's so hard. It's never gotten easy for me. I've never had a blissful moment in running, so I don't really know. We'll have to ask an expert if it ever gets easier. But I think that's why it's so rewarding, too, is it's so physically taxing and really that mm. mental game of getting through it. It's just it can be so rewarding. Yeah. My, so just
1: to circle back when you asked me, my routine has become so important in my life. It's, it's my therapy. It's where I work things out in my mind Mm -hmm. and I do try to switch it up and do something different every day. But what helped me initially when I was trying to lose weight was that 30 minute incline walk on my treadmill every day. That consistency felt very comforting to me. I just looked forward to that getting up every single day. That was my 30 minutes. That was my time. I would listen to an audiobook or a podcast or watch a show. And I almost just, I don't know, just zoned out and just really took that time for myself. And the weight just fell off me when I did that.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: do it every day anymore, but I definitely do that a few days a week and I also love skipping with a speed rope I can do that outside with the wind blowing around me and I just absolutely love that I find that really invigorating and then of course I do you know four to five days of strength training every week as well and you know my strength training is that's the tough stuff, you know, that's where it's, I'm really pushing through barriers and pushing through limits and trying to always do something I didn't think I could do the previous time. And it's
0: fun and exciting too. I really look forward to that now. Hmm. Oh, that's so, it's really interesting to hear you talk about this because I was talking about hula hooping and you're talking about... (laughs) Legitimate, you know, strength training and skipping rope and really hard stuff. I mean, you're essentially, you know, creed over here, and I am just like running through a sprinkler. No.
1: Well, I was so like I was telling you before, um, in when I was 19, I was so immersed in learning about the bodybuilding culture. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of women who, you know, compete in the bikini division who I just really admired. And, you know, I still like Michelle Lewin. I still follow her on Instagram now. And she's obviously, you know, married now. And I think she's trying for a baby. And it's just so interesting to watch their journeys, but how they still incorporate fitness as a big part of their their life mm-hmm. or, you know, immersing their kids in it now. It's just it's such a joy to see that. And it really gives me such a sense of nostalgia because it was so long ago when I discovered them. But yeah, it's it's hard to kind of completely separate from that culture because it really inspired me and it still does inspire me. I still follow so much of the competitions and, and watch the
0: women with admiration. So, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. I think it's really great that we both shared that we believe exercise and physical fitness to be a tool for our mental health because I think mm. that that's why we were inspired to have this conversation and just the the balance and the, the entanglement of both the mind and the body and how that can work together. So I just want to know um, a little bit more about that. Do you feel like working out is meditation for you or is it kind of separate or how would you feel about that? So it's definitely
1: spiritual for me because when I'm working out, I'm kind of, I call it sacred selfishness, but I'm also working things out in my mind like I touched on before, like being able to overcome an obstacle with my training to me is almost a reflection of life where we think that we can't do something or we think we can't be part of something and then we go out on a limb and we try it and we do something we didn't think we could do. So, I'm almost like expressing that physically when I train and having a very literal representation of that happening in front of me. So, it definitely mm-hmm. is in one respect, but also if I'm honest, in terms of an aesthetic, it's also definitely important to me, which definitely does tie in with my personal mental health. And I think that this is a very interesting topic because with the rise of body positivity and inclusivity, I think a lot of women myself at times feel a sort of shame in desiring a certain type of Figure for themselves. And even with my family, a lot of times I would just put it under this, oh, I'm focusing on my wellness umbrella to mask that I did want to lose weight and I did want to look a certain way. And, you know, that was important for me mentally. So, Even in that, when I I think back on that and how I would try to frame it with my family because I was embarrassed, that's obviously not a healthy way to think about it. And I have so enjoyed my physical transformation because it really has let me appreciate and admire my body and what it's capable of. It takes a certain amount of discipline, losing weight, and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud that I was dedicated to that goal. And I think ultimately having compassion towards yourself for however you are feeling about your body is so important. I know that life isn't just better because I'm leaner, but I do know that I'm honoring myself and what values are important to me every time I move my body and I feel my blood flowing and you know see those fruits of my labor in the mirror. And I know that it's not a betrayal to womankind to take care of yourself, however that looks for you. So as long as you're grounded in your awareness and your intentions, you're on a great path. And, you know, also the endorphins don't suck
0: either. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You know, the body is our sacred vessel. It's a temple. And I think when we take care of it and we even just outside of physical exercise, even just our health, that when we use special oils and we're giving our body the moisture and the care we're dry brushing. I mean, it feels really good. Right. Like the benefits of our skin looking good and our bodies looking good. I I think that that's a really good point to make. Yeah. And you just said it again. Like there's so many ways we
1: can worship our bodies, right? Like taking a beautiful bubble bath or dowsing ourselves in body oils. And I just... For me, that physical component and that like getting after it, that for me is just another way that I can worship my body. And I think that however that looks for you,
0: do it. Worship yourself. Do it. (laughs) I completely agree. And I think I just want to add some statistics again, of course, because I was curious about this. But people who exercise regularly experience 43.2% fewer days of poor mental health. So it's our word and it's our feedback, but this is also widely recognized in the psychology community that exercise does help with our mental health and stress reduction. So I think that our experiences are felt in others as well and i personally love exercise and how it again clears my energy and boosts my mental health and i can definitely tell when i haven't exercised in a while and as you we've been saying just embracing and embodying that sacred temple and really just allowing yourself to feel good is such a gift. And I also think that's a good point to make too. Mm. I went through a period of not feeling that I was deserving of taking the time to exercise or to care for my body. And I just want to kind of highlight that for a moment because when we get busy, that's often one of the first things that kind of gets thrown out. We're just, oh, we're too busy. We're too busy. But truly exercise and taking care of our bodies, it has to be the priority because when we give that to ourselves, we can give to everyone else in so many different ways. When we feel good, we can give more, we can share more with the world. So I just, I really want to share that, that it's so important to take care of ourselves and we are Deserving of love and that time and that energy. So, I just really want to say that. And I completely agree. That is so important. Setting aside 30 minutes or an hour
1: of time for yourself every day mm-hmm. gives you that time to reflect, to work through problems in your mind, to release frustration in a healthy and beautiful way, to self reflect, which, you know, really opens you up to being. Your best self and to sharing and giving yourself to
0: others. Absolutely. And just a quick story too we never know physically where we're headed. My husband, as I mentioned, he trained for his law enforcement test, which he made it as a police officer, decided it wasn't for him, went in a different direction. And now he just recently and randomly decided that he wanted to pursue triathlons and it's been so fun to see him go from not really having an athletic background to now competing and being at the top of his age group for different races and Ironmans and it's a beautiful experience and such a good reminder that don't cast yourself out. Don't, you know, say this isn't for me or that's not possible or I'm too old now or, you know, I've never had that background before and even me with this run and the Boilermaker maker. We are capable of far more than we ever can even begin to realize and recognize. So I think that's important that not only are you deserving of the time, but you're deserving of dreaming big because we really can get there. It may take some time. It may be really hard, but it's worth it. And just dream big, I guess, is another point I wanted to make.
1: I think you mentioned something that is just so beautiful and that I think a lot of listeners at home can really relate to, particularly those in relationships, that your significant other can inspire you so profoundly in terms of Um, exercise and movement. And I was even talking before about how I first got into all of this when I was 19, which was stemming from a relationship at that time. But the, the beauty of partnership is being able to inspire one another and to root one another on and to cheer each other on. And Like you and Corey are so inspiring in that way because Mm. you are each other's biggest fan and you are there at all of his events cheering him on and he's getting emotional when you are at events and when you cross that finish line, I know he was welling up because I was welling up in my house like Mm. hundreds of miles away. And having that support Mm. can be so motivating and such a beautiful thing, so I I just Mm -hmm. want everybody at home who, you know, is married or in a relationship or in a partnership to know that you can really be the biggest champion
0: for your partner and, and cheer them on and they can do that for you as well. That's a really good point, and I think that expands and extends beyond partnership as well. I had a friend in college that we would do Zumba classes together every night. We would just go and do Zumba and laugh hysterically, and then we would go get dessert after, which probably (laughs) wasn't the best idea, but we loved it. And I think that that's a good point, that friendships or just finding somebody that can meet you in that space and Mm. that is consistent and will show up with you. And maybe you're that person for someone else as well. I think Mm -hmm. that that's a powerful place to come when you can find a community. Even now we're so lucky in this time to have companies like Peloton and different fitness apps where they have communities built in. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's such a privilege and an incredible opportunity to really embrace that collaborative effort towards movement and towards physical health and kind of tap into more of that that team-based sort of athletics as well.
1: Yeah and also you know even those who feel that if you can't think of anybody offhand that could offer that also remember that trainers can become really good friends as well. I remember a few years ago, I was very Mm -hmm. lonely and I really wanted to get into fitness. And I kind of gifted myself a personal trainer for a few months. And just me doing that step led me to meet other people within that community. And that trainer, PJ, he's still one of my very dear friends. He became a very good friend of mine. And when he told me he was moving to Florida, I remember just like sobbing because I was so sad that he was moving away. But um, I think that, I don't know sharing in that space and pushing through those barriers with another person you know really does bring closeness so I really love your point about how that can be friendship as well as you know a more traditional partnership as yeah well.
0: and I think that that's great that you mentioned having a trainer I a few years ago found someone on Instagram that was just starting out as a trainer and she mm. said I'll train you for free I'm looking for testimonials I'm building my business so if that's not really financially in the cards for you right now that's something to think about that there are people out there wanting to help that are building their names and reputations and there's always a way I think to meet someone and to collaborate on goals that you have because there are people out there that are likely looking to accomplish similar things. So I think that that's something to keep in mind. There's always a way. I love Mm -hmm. that statement.
1: It shows such strength, which I think ties quite beautifully into my next question, Molly. Mm. What
0: does a strong body mean to you? That's kind of a big question, but I love it so much. I think In the past, I probably would have said health and a healthy body, being healthy. But now I think strong body, wow, that's very holistic for me. It means mentally strong as well, not just the body, not just the physical. I think it's being able to set goals and push through and really allow yourself to go as far as you want and to not limit yourself and I think I feel the strongest that I've probably ever felt right now here in this moment today. And I'm trying to think why I feel that, but I just I think it's because I could go out right now and walk all day long and be present and take in the birds and the sunshine and all of it and just know that my body can handle that movement, that I can walk miles and miles and not be out of breath and not feel tired and not be yeah exhausted at the end of it. So I think it means a lot of things to me, but I think overall, it's just knowing that I can count on my body, that I have a partnership with my body, that we are friends, that we can work together, that we can thrive, that we can dream big and keep going. And I think that's what a strong body means to me.
1: I think that's really beautiful. And I feel that way too. You know, it's not a coincidence that at a time in my life where I'm the strongest spiritually, I'm also arguably Mm -hmm. my strongest physically. And I didn't even think about how connected that is, but I just happen to be at both of those stages simultaneously because they're like doing a dance together. It's kind of all one and the same for me. Spirituality, physicality, it all is a reflection of each other.
0: And I think that that's Really, Mm -hmm. really beautiful. Oh, I love that too. Do you have a memory or a moment that you felt the most physically and mentally strong? Mm, I think when I could do three consecutive push ups, that
1: was a huge moment. Wow, Um, I can't. I've had so many moments where I thought I couldn't physically do something and I broke that barrier. And I remember when I first picked up a 10 pound weight, it felt like the heaviest thing on the planet. And now just yesterday I'm, you know, picking up a 40 pound weight Mm -hmm. and doing multiple bench rows with it. So accomplishments like that show me how far I've come and also that the tiniest step is still a step towards something. You know, sometimes I don't even realize my progress until I think back Mm -hmm. to at a time where I couldn't do it. You know, when I did my first non-assisted pull-up, I almost cried because I remember vividly when I couldn't even lift myself off the floor and it gosh, it makes me like emotional now. I just it showed me that there is nothing stronger than than the mind and that you really can do anything that you put your mind to. Uh
0: getting all emotional. Oh my gosh. So beautiful.
1: what about you? Do you have a memory where you felt really strong? Yeah.
0: Physically or mentally? I I do. I have a very vivid memory. I had the honor of doing the breast cancer three day, which is 60 miles of walking when I was in high school in memory of my grandmother. And I had the privilege of walking with my mom and my three aunts, which was very special. And at the beginning of the race, at the beginning of the day, they have a certain amount of flags and each flag has, it may say aunt, it may say grandmother, it may say parent, whatever. And so it's very cool throughout the day where the flags get passed on to the walkers and they're meant to finish at the end of the day with different people than when they started if that makes sense so it was the final day and it was a long one i think it was 25 miles of walking and i was just walking alone and i was given a flag to finish the race to finish the walk with this flag in memory of my grandmother and I'm getting emotional, but I will never forget coming into the finish line and seeing my mom and they form a tunnel where your fingertips touch with the person across from you and you're meant to walk through this tunnel. And I was holding this flag and at the end of the tunnel was my mom. And I just remember feeling so proud of myself that I was able to walk 60 miles and Really, the mental toll of that and what I had been through in high school, especially, it was so beautiful to share in that time and to see my mom and to have her also have walked and my aunts. And I think that physical movement and physical health—it—it really goes beyond, you know, we're talking about our own benefits, but. Movement is medicine. It's healing for not only ourselves, but our families, for generations, for ancestors. I mean, it's a really beautiful thing. And I think to just celebrate my health in that moment and to honor my grandmother. And even though her health suffered, I am still here. I've been given the gift of this moment. So yeah, that was a big one for me.
1: Okay, like I'm actually... (laughs) like crying (laughs) like that is so beautiful (sighs) I was not prepared for that at all me (laughs) I'm talking about a stupid pull-up like oh my god (laughs) It's no, so beautiful. No.
0: No, you are beautiful. That's amazing. To be. ah. I
1: wanna I wanna do that walk with you. I I, I just oh my gosh, I, I wish I had been there.
0: <laughs> we have to do it together. I didn't expect to get so emotional, but I think it really is powerful when we start to talk about physical strength that combined with mental health and mental strength and it's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing and it's a gift and it's a privilege. So I think it's really important that we prioritize this and that we have more conversations that normalize and make it okay and celebrated when we take care of our bodies because really we're here to live and we're here to enjoy that life. So I think that that is so important and it's everything, Sarah. It's everything. Yes. um, A strong body to me
1: is a body that despite all medical setbacks, challenges in life, still can surprise you with its resilience. A strong body is happy and alive and it moves with joy, with determination, with life. So I completely Mm -hmm. agree. It's, It's everything.
0: Ah, oh, this was a great one. Do you want one more statistic before we go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what state in America do you think is the most active? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> California. Colorado. Oh, kind mm. of close. <laughs> I know. So for those of you listening from Colorado, good for you. (laughs) You are doing great. (laughs) We want to hear from you. What are you up to? How do you stay active? This has been really fun, Sarah. Yes. And to
1: conclude, you know, movement is medicine and movement is so important on so Mm -hmm. many levels. In today's world, many people are turning to exercise for a deeper understanding of themselves and, you know, a means to a higher vibration. It also can be so much fun. There's nothing I love more than blasting my 90s throwback music mm-hmm. and hitting the gym. I I move around with joy and I have more pep in my step and I'm in my own little world, which it's infectious. Other people feel that. They feel that vibration. They feel that fun. They feel that movement. Mm-hmm. It's like when you watch people dancing on the street, you're kind of like wiggling your bum a little bit. So it it is joyful and it is so beautiful. And for me, the art of transformation is also so beautiful. And I see the beauty of that within all of my fitness pursuits, I am transforming inside and out simultaneously. And that is so beautiful and profound. So everybody at home, I hope you took something from this and it's inspired you to kind of wiggle your bum a little bit and, and, and smile
0: and, and move around. Yes, I'm going to go dance in my backyard and run through this sprinkler Yay. again. And I'm inspired. I love this.
1: Yes, I'm going to go run and get to that place of bliss. Hopefully. Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. And she's going to sign up for the boiler maker and the Breast Cancer 3 days. So she, you've got a lot going on, Sarah. Yes, it's going to be a busy
1: year of training for the walking one.
0: <laughs> Let us know. Let us know if we should do that. Let us know if Sarah should do that rather. Ah, thank you so much for sitting down with me Sarah and having this conversation. This has been such a joy and we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you everybody at home. Thank you Molly. I love you so much. I and love have you. a
1: beautiful day everybody.
0: Bye. Bye. My co-host Sarah and I would like to thank you for listening to this very special Saturday series. To keep in touch with us or ask questions, we invite you to find us on Instagram at Witching Earth or at Molly Loves Mornings. To support our series, we ask that you leave us a review and a rating. We would be so appreciative. We are grateful to share in this space together and chat about all things wellness and spirituality. Thank you again for being here and we will see you next Saturday.